0: Well, let's look at 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. We, um, a few weeks ago, last time we were in the other building, uh, we talked about always winning. And we're going to spend some time on that tonight. I believe we're going to spend a good amount of time, you know, going forward. But we'll see. Uh, tonight for sure, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Two awesome verses of Scripture talking about God giving us the victory, always leading us in victory, always giving us uh, what we need to put us over, always. What does always mean? It means all the time, every time. There's no fail. There's not a gap. There's not a time that's too hard. There's not a time that's just it's too much. God, God can't come through this time. No, always means always, and um, we talked about the fact that, you know, as you walk through life, we're going to spend some time here tonight, as you walk through life, you're going to hit challenges, but these verses of scripture apply no matter what, and so when you do have a challenge is when you need to understand this more than ever. You need to understand that God is leading us in victory all the time. Let's look down at Ephesians 6, verse 10. We may come back to the other one there, but let Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of, of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So look back at verse 10. Let's read through some of this a little bit again. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He wouldn't have to tell you to be strong if there was never a reason to be strong. Now, how are you supposed to be strong? In, in the Lord, in the power of His might, not in your own strength. So what we're talking about is not willpower. We're not talking about just you being positive. The world has, I mean, it's better to be positive, positive than negative, for sure. But we're not talking about just a worldly, humanistic thing of you just will yourself through, and if you, you know, got the can-do attitude, you're going to make it. That can help, but you know as well as I, I do, you can bump up against situations in life where human ability can't do anything, and so we want to be sure we're being strong in the Lord, but notice it says be strong in the Lord, the power of his, his might, verse 11 Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice that. So there are wiles. Wiles means schemes, things that the devil's stirring up. So we're supposed to be strong in the Lord. We're supposed to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So you're standing against something coming against you. Skip down to verse 13. Well, let's read verse 12 on the way there. Might as well. For for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Let's look at that in the NLT. Let's just read the uh, verse 13. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Let's read that again. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. So this is a challenge. This is when there is a pressure. This is when things are coming against you. So the Bible, and we're going to read many more scriptures, the Bible clearly teaches that we will have to stand, that we will have to fight. That it's not just walking through everything and nothing ever challenges us. That's not the Bible. That's not what it says in the New Testament. That's not what the Bible teaches us. It says, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. After the battle. What's that? That's you've won. That's victory. That's you've overcome. That's what it's talking about. In those first two verses we read, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory. Well, in between nothing happening and then a victory is a lot of times a battle. Were mm-hmm. yes. you resisting? or you standing firm? Notice that at the last part of the one we just read, when after the battle you will be standing firm. After the battle. That means there's a battle. I wish we could just cut out that part right whoa it looks like there's a battle oh flash fast forward and we're done oh it looks like a little blip oh fast forward and we're done and it just never there's never an actual push there's never an actual fight but that's not what that's not reality that's not what we're in in this world we will deal with battles and when we mentioned this last week or last time and it's been several weeks I want to recap i think there's this idea and i I'm not going we're not going to necessarily emphasize this the whole time, but at least to start out, we need to know that the when you're going through pressure, when you're going through something that's pushing on you, that's part of walking in the Christian life that's part of being being victorious. Because if we get the idea that if that we're never going to have a challenge and that yes, we win all the time, but it's without a challenge, then we're going to fold or not be ready when something does push on us or you're going to think you're doing something wrong. Because in, in, in uh, faith circles, I know I've been around it most of my life and thank God for the word and thank God for faith and it's the word and it's true, but um, some have gotten the idea that if you're in faith, you won't have any challenges. And that's not true. That if you're in faith, if you believe enough, you just won't ever have a problem. That's not true. That's not the Bible. And if we think that way, when, we have, when we're having to walk through something that is trying us, that's pushing on us, because we live in a fallen world, we do have an enemy. We just read in, in, in Ephesians, he is going to try to push on you. He can't win. We started out with, thanks be to God who always gives us the victory. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. So we always win. That doesn't mean Satan's going to lay down and just let you have it. Now, he can't win. So always means always, right? So if you always win, that means when all the dust settles, when the battle is done, like we read in uh, the NLT version, you, you are victorious. But if you have the idea there's not going to be any battle, and because you have a battle, that means somehow you're not going to win, so you back down, then you won't win. You won't get there. You'll fold. You'll be like, why is this happening, God? What am I doing wrong? What, I need more faith now. I mean, you, you may need to gird up your faith, but it's not, it's not to keep things from happening. It's to stand in the face of them. Those are two different things. And the more we understand this, the more when the dust is stirred up, when stuff happens, we'll be like, okay, I, you know, this is not surprising. And now is when we need to stand strong in faith. We need to be in faith when the sun is shining and there's, there's nothing going on and it's really nice, yes. But you absolutely need to stand strong when, there, when the winds are howling and it looks dark and you can't see the sun and there's no hope in the natural of going through. You, we have to walk in faith, and that's when our faith is being tested. That's what being tried. It's, you don't have problems because of a lack of faith. You find out where you're at when you get hit with a problem. And so if we do get pressed, if we do get pushed, how much stronger is it for something to hit us and then we just, we keep on versus getting hit and we, well, I, what am I going to do now? I got to run to somebody. I got to figure out how to get through this. Not, not that we shouldn't go to people, not that we shouldn't agree, not that we shouldn't uh, be strong. But if we act like or have the belief system that if something is going on in our life, that means we're trying to get rid of it to get back to normal, quote unquote, Instead of standing in the face of it, we're going to be going about it wrong. We're looking to try to escape, instead of looking to try to looking to go through and to go over and whatever it takes. Let's look at First Timothy six verse eleven. It says, "But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, and love, patience." And gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. What does it say? Fight the good fight of faith. So there is a fight. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Look at 1 Timothy 1, verse 18. So that's at the end of 1 Timothy. Look at the beginning of 1 Timothy. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare. You wage the good warfare in the CEV. It says, Timothy, my son, the instructions I am giving you are based on what some prophets once said about you. If you follow these instructions, you will fight like a good soldier. You will fight like a good soldier. In the NIV, it says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well. (laughs) Fight. Fight the battle. That you would be, you would fight like a good soldier, that you would wage a good warfare. What does this imply? (laughs) Stuff's going to go down. Okay, you're not, This is Paul. Paul had as much faith, I believe, as anybody. Paul was walking through this earth, and he was walking in faith, and he's telling Timothy, and we read earlier in Ephesians. He wrote Ephesians as well. Wrote 2 Corinthians. Wrote 1 Corinthians. These scriptures that we've been quoting have been written by Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And here he's saying, you fight like a good soldier. You fight the battle well. Well, that implies that we're going to have to go through a fight. Now, how we, de- how we go through that, what we do in the fight is going to determine what the outcome is. And so if we're going into it, if we realize there's a fight, if we realize that, wait a minute, this is happening, this is happening, it feels like pressure. It is pressure. And it can be supernatural pressure. If you're, if you're a child of God, if you're saved, if you're doing things that are threatening the devil's kingdom, he's not going to just lay down and just say, take it over. It's fine. It doesn't matter what your vocation is if you're go, if you're pressing into the devil's territory if you're influencing people for the kingdom of God if you're influencing lives if you're if you're um, influencing uh, your area you know industry if you're your neighborhood Satan is not going to just watch and just sit back and watch the things that he's built up be torn down so he knows that he can't stop you. If you press in with the power of the Holy Spirit, if you keep moving, you always win. He can't stop you, but you can stop yourself. Because you, he's a deceiver. He's a liar. And so he's going to try to bring circumstance, pressure, things on you. And if he can get you to say, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to win. Well, now you've just separated yourself from what the Bible said. The Bible said you're always going to win. And if you start looking at the fight and you start questioning whether I'm going to win or not, now you're in a position to lose. If you think that, be, I, 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 I'm not sure if I'm going to win this. I don't know how. This feels too much. You start talking like that. You start saying that. You're setting yourself up to take yourself out of a fighting position and be in a passive position. And when you're in a passive position in war, that's not a good thing. Do we realize we're in a war? Because Satan knows we're in a war. A lot of Christians don't understand it. They think, well, you know, some days I feel like fighting. Other days I just want to act like there's none of that. I want to act like you know we're just walking through life and there's just nothing there's no spiritual realm there's nothing going on and so i want to lay down not fight and then when i feel like it again then i'll pick back up think about it if you were doing that in an actual war what would i, I mean you can't be like it, it's not like time out yes. i don't feel like fighting today i'm going back to bed that if your enemy's serious, every you know the attack is still coming, and if you're not fighting back, if you're not maneuvering, if you're not evading, you, it could be catastrophic, right? Well, when we're going through, if we, we yes, we we are always to win, always, but we can't check out, and we have to know that in the middle of the fight we still have the victory, and we have to act like that, and we have to engage like that. We have to say, doesn't matter what it looks like, I'm going over and stay engaged and agree with what the Bible says. Fight like a good soldier, not fight like a fair weather soldier. Or a traitor, you know, I'm out of here. I'm fleeing. It's too tough. I'm Okay, if we start saying it's too tough, again, did, did God say through the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit, did he say we always win or not? Do we believe that only on sunny days or do we believe it when it looks dark and looks like there's no way we're going to win? See, that's, that's when we have to believe it. But if we think that when it looks dark, that means we're not going to win, that's how we lose. Look at 2 Timothy 4, 6. So this is, this is when Paul is leaving the earth. This is, he, he is done running his race. And look what he says. 2 Timothy 4, verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Notice he said, I have fought. I have fought the good fight. He didn't say, it's been nice, man. It's been a breeze. It has been so just easy. Just because there's a fight and just because you acknowledge there's a fight doesn't mean you're not in faith. See, some people have got an idea that you have to that you put on a smiley face no matter what and act like things aren't happening, faith faith declares what the Bible says but doesn't ignore reality. Does that make sense? Yes. In other words, you know the Bible says God calls those things that be not as though they were. It doesn't say he calls those things that are as though they be not. In other words, you don't say this thing doesn't exist. There's no problem. It doesn't matter. What, what God does is say this is what's going to happen in spite of it. And when we say I'm going to win anyway, I'm going over, you don't say there's no problem. Well, I just, I'm just going to ignore the problem. Ignoring things is not a good way to, to win. Act like it's not there. Stick your head in the sand. That's not faith either. Faith is looking the problem directly in the eye and say, yeah, this is pressing on me, but God is bigger, and we're going over. Now, you don't have to yield to it. You don't have to talk about it for three hours about how hard it is and how this is pressing you. We're not saying that because you do that. By the time you get done, you'll be so weak, you won't have any strength to fight. But saying this is in front of me, this is what the problem is, and we're going over, you're just acknowledging the lay of the land. And there's nothing wrong with that. Look back at um. Looking back at two Corinthians uh, four verse seven, we read this last week, back at the beginning. Jump back up there, two Corinthians four verse seven. It says, "But we have this treasure in earthen vessels." That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us, we are hard pressed on every side. Just notice this is Apostle Paul. Notice what he's saying. We are hard pressed on every side. Is he saying, Nope, nothing's going on. It's all awesome? Is that what he said? Is that what he said? He is saying, We are hard pressed on every side. What does that mean? We're getting pushed. We are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed. We are perplexed, yet not in despair. Notice what he just said. We are perplexed, but not in despair. See, some people will say, I, you, don't, you don't say that. Don't say that. What did, what did you say? He said, yeah, we got questions, but we're not despairing about it. See, those are two different things. Going, throwing up your hands, I just don't know what to do. That's a different thing than saying, yeah, I don't know everything. I, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes something in your you know somebody asks you a question and if you try to act like you have all the answers and you don't know now you're just making stuff up you get yourself in a worse situation. It's okay to say, "Yeah, I don't know about that, but here's what I do know." And you focus on what you do know. And sometimes to get through it may look like everything if you're getting pressed and you are in a battle and battles come, don't focus on what you don't know. If once you know what, you know what you don't know, if you've, if you've established, you don't know, then that's okay. You don't have to keep going over it. Well, we just I, what are we going to do? I don't know how to solve this. I don't know how to solve this. Okay, well, after you've established that, it doesn't do you any good to go over it another 20 times. That's just establishing and making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger the problem. Instead of what you need to do, okay, we don't know that. But what I do know. And if you have to back up all the way to, I know that I'm saved, I know that I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb, I know that I'm in the family of God, I know that God is my Father, I know that I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, that greater is He who's in me than He who's in the world. I know that, thanks be to God, I always win. I may not know what's going on now, but we're He always causes me to triumph, that by his strength, I can go over, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, that I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might, that he is leading me, that he bears witness with our spirits that we're the child of God. And you focus on what you do know. And as you do that, there's light there and there's, there's leading there and there's victory there and God can help you and work with you there. Because you focus on all the dark you don't know. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Get you to focus on the stuff that you don't know so he can try to put fear in you so he can try to lead you in the wrong direction and try to get you to defeat yourself. But if you can focus on, even if it's a sliver, there's all this stuff you don't know, but there's this thing you do know. You know who you are. You know that you're in the family. Of God. Now focus on that because God can take that and blow open everything else. He can. He can just... You just know this, he's big enough. You just give him this much. And he can, there's no enemy that can win. That's why it says we always win, we always triumph. He always leads us in triumph. Verse 8, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, yet not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Notice he's acknowledging what is, but he's saying, this is not the end. The same person that wrote, he always causes us to triumph. You're seeing it in action. This is what it looks like. He's saying, we've been hit here. We've been hit here, but we're not stopping. We're not going to stop. And I'm, and we're going to focus on that. Praise God. In the NLT, verses 8 and 9, it says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. Right there, if you just focus on that part. Well, God hasn't left me. God hasn't left me. God hasn't left me. And if God's with me, if God is for me, who can be against me? If God is for me, who can be against me? If God is the strength of my life, of whom will I be afraid? Whom shall I be afraid? The answer is no one. He says, we get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. This is how we we fight. This is how we win. We need to know there's a fight, and we need to know that when the pressure is heaviest, we need to engage. You're not fighting the devil. Did you hear me? You are fighting to stay in faith. Go back to First um, Timothy six verse eleven. Look at that again. Just verse twelve. If you go down to First Timothy six verse twelve, it says, "Fight the good fight." Of what? Faith. faith. That's the only fight we're supposed to be in. You're not getting in a fight with other people. We are we are wrestling, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, but you're not wrestling to defeat them. They've been defeated. They are, what you're wrestling, they're trying to knock you around to get your eyes off God, to get you out of faith. Our fight is to just maintain our faith in God and to maintain our rest because that's where the victory is. You just stay there. And so Satan will try to distract you with all kinds of things. He's going to try to distract you. If he can get you trying to fight the devil, there are Christians all over that are trying to fight the devil. The devil's already defeated. That's a waste of time. He's already been defeated. If he can get you fighting people, Anybody ever been tempted to fight a person? (laughs) You might have been tempted literally to fight somebody. (laughs) But you know what I mean anyway. It's tempting to go and get get, get, get distracted with people. Get distracted. You know, somebody else is your problem. Well, they may be a problem. They are not the problem. And if you get distracted thinking a person is your problem, you're going to be derailed from what God wants you to do. And in fact, there are distractions. There are people that listen. There is an enemy, and there are people that listen to him. Get stirred up. Become a problem. And so what's the answer? Start fighting the person? No, you're, you're not dealing with the person. You're dealing with what's behind the person. Look at 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. Let's get back down to 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. It says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes in the prize is temperate in all things. That means you're controlled. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we do it for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air in the sea. It says, so now this is how I run, not with a clear, not without a clear goal in sight. I fight like a boxer in a ring, not like someone who is shadow boxing. In the Amplified, it says, therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary, saying, we are fighting on purpose. Don't try to strike something that's meaningless. Don't waste your punches. Another translation says it like that. You don't waste your punches. And if you're you're trying to hit something that's not really the problem, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. You're being depleted. So if we're in a war, if we're in a fight, we need to know it, and we need to know how to fight to win. And part of that is you need to understand there is an adversary. He's trying to get you to take yourself out before you win, because you're going to win if you stay in. He's going to try to distract you to try to focus on the what is not the actual problem. Try to get you to focus on something that's inconsequential so that you if you're distracted so that you lose not because you couldn't have won because you're focusing on the wrong thing. This happens it, this this happens in sporting events, it happens in any kind of context, contest, you know, if you can any, I don't know how much this will connect, but anybody ever play Risk or a game like that? One person, two people, three people, four people, five people? Now, you guys are like, you know, you don't want to be known or something. Anyway, it's a military game. I haven't played it tons, but we played it. One reason we don't play it more is because the real thing, it takes a long time to play. You got to set the thing up. If you play with the little video game and connect, you know, people, you, at least it does that automatically and rolls the dice for you and all that stuff. But the point is, there you're trying to, we're well, trying to take over the world, but take over the world, country by country or area by area. But the point is, you're you're trying to marshal your forces in different places, and if somebody is getting their focus on one area but not noticing that you have a different channel. To get something if they're not paying attention and somehow get preoccupied they might overfortify something and realize wait a minute there's this back door and i haven't done anything about it and then that's how you can get in or they can get in and win well enemies like that if he th- if it if all you expect is this frontal attack and and then you get distracted and you're missing the fact that there's something over here. Or you get distracted on the thing that's not the real thing. You're, you're getting distracted by a person or you're getting distracted by a situation. And really, this is, the real issue is over here, but you're focusing all your energy over here. You're setting yourself up to lose. So the enemy knows that, and he's not smarter then God, that's why we have to do what the Word says. That's why we have to do what the Bible says and just center up there. And if we'll stay in faith, if we'll stay at rest, if we won't get distracted, if we'll stay on God's side, if you'll say what the Word says in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the, the, the way it looks, in spite of the feeling, then you are staying on God's side and God has already... He already knows what works, and his way is how he's going to put you over. So if we stay in faith, we're staying on that path of victory. If we start getting out of faith, then we're getting off the path of victory. That's why the target, Satan is targeting your faith. He's trying to get you to get out of faith. That's the fight. So what you have to know, if we're going to always win, if we're going to stay in victory, if we're going to stay on the path of victory, we need to know the target to get us off is our faith. So anything that's trying to get us to release our faith, we have to push everything back on that. We have to realize that's the target. This isn't really the target. This is a secondary thing. And if it indirectly gets me off of my faith, then, then that's, that's the pathway. That's, what, that's, that's actually the target. It's not anything, you know, it's, you know, if you're playing football, the target is the ball. If you get tripped up to get to the ball, it's one thing. But if somebody trips and they're not near the ball, that's secondary. Once the ball goes to somebody else, you're after the ball. Your faith is the ball. And Satan will do everything. He doesn't care. If you're you're trying, he's trying to knock the ball out of your hands. That's the target. Don't, don't, be, don't be misled into thinking it's something else and start fighting him. I started to say earlier, there's lots of people that are trying to fight the devil as if he's not already been defeated. He loves it when you do that because you get distracted. And they're, they're all about trying to, to, you know, people go to extremes in all kinds of ways and have, you know, they're act, they hack military against the devil. In fact, that's not necessary. You're fighting as a good soldier to stay in faith, not to take out the devil because the devil's already been defeated. You don't you don't war people, oh my gosh, in this day and age, people are fighting people left and right. Christians are fighting Christians. Christians have YouTube channels to destroy other Christians. It's just they're just falling into the trap. They're being distracted. They're not staying in faith and they're not staying on God's side. They're they're taking, they're getting distracted into fighting all kinds of other stuff. Don't do that. Stay Focused on what God has said and don't be distracted into fighting people, fighting things, fighting movements, everything. You know, you you get on the track that God has placed you on. Stay strong in him, in the power of his might, and be watchful and know that the enemy is trying to take your faith. He's trying to push you. If we'll stay strong, if we'll stay Uh, girded up in that way, we'll stay alert, we'll stay watchful, then we'll win. Amen? Every single time. God is faithful. He is a good God, and He has the way through. It might look like it's about five centimeters wide, but He can blow that wide open, and the next thing you know, you're standing in victory again. Praise God.